And of course, I don't mean all the media. When I say there is a special place in hell reserved for the media, uh, for the way they um, play the world for profit, I mean the left-leaning media and the right-leaning media. I don't mean all the media. You know, I'm, I'm generalising. Yeah. And you know, if you can find an example of a media outlet that doesn't do that, you know, that's the exception to the rule. You know, but I, I still think the rule exists. Yeah. That there is a special place in hell reserved for the media. I think the BBC World Service, for example, is exempt, by and large. But CNN isn't. Fox News isn't. Um, Sky News isn't. The Age isn't. The Herald Sun isn't. And, uh, uh, and, And too many others to mention. Ah, I forgot to mention what this episode is about. Look, I don't know. But, you know, dominantly, I think it's about the media and the way they play um, the public you know, and, and the way they can get uh, passions going um, and, and the way they can um, support... Excuse the uh, squeaky chair. And, and the way they can, you know throw their support behind, for example, Black Lives Matter, but then dump them soon after. These people you think love you. You If you're you're a Black Lives Matter um, person and you think you're finally getting listened to, and you might think that the the left-leading media right now is on your side... You know, but I say they're going to dump you very quickly in favour of whatever the next wave is, whatever the next cause is, you know. They don't love you. They don't care about you. Yeah. I think the police know this, you know, because the police um, got an outpouring of love from all sides of the media only a couple of months ago. Well, I think it was only one month ago, you know, when four cops got killed on the... Which, which freeway was it? You know, whichever was over in queue on the Eastern Freeway. Um, and um, for all, you know, the cops would have believed in the middle of that crisis that they had the unwavering and unswerving support of the media. Blue Lives Matter at that point in time. And it would be a bit um, crushing to be a policeman right at the moment in uh, Victoria, you know, because the Victoria police have done nothing wrong recently, really. You know, not, not out of the ordinary for a police force. You know, they're about the best you can get. They're about the best you can hope for, you know. Uh, uh, and, and that's even if you're, you know, it's even if you're African, you know. It's about the best you're going to get, you know. Um, but, you know, the police would have thought they had the full support of the media about... about, And I I think they would have felt good about themselves, the police, about a month or two ago. But, you know, the police have done nothing wrong since then. You know, but there there is a police force over in America, the Minneapolis police force or whoever they are, that's done something terribly wrong. And there is also a police force in Rwanda at the moment that has done something even worse. Yeah, but we'll just let that slide down. Nobody knows about that. Um, Yeah. These things have happened overseas. But as a result of those things happening overseas, the media here in Australia has turned on the police for profit. That's what I'm going to argue in the episode that's coming up. Now, I I contend that all sides of the media are doing that. Um, You know the right-leaning and the left-leaning, because even uh, media, because even the left-leaning media has turned on the police in a certain way, you know, by trying to inflame the left, because that doesn't help the police either. Sorry, the other way around. Even the right, 
left-leaning media has turned on the police by, in, in the way that they have supported the police throughout this current crisis. That's what I'll be arguing. The right-leaning, cop-supporting media has turned on the police in the way that they have supported the police. They've, you know, the headlines are designed to inflame the right and do da- and as a result of that you know it, it appears to be supporting the yes, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted uh, by an incoming vocal happens to be um the the right leaning media has turned on the police by you know, uh, reporting this whole George Floyd thing you know running a campaign really you know on black lives matter uh, in reporting it in such a way as to inflame the right, you know, because that is not helping the police at all, because it's um, it's 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 activating the right against the left, and then the left are responding in a very vicious way, you know, as they should to a vicious attack by the right, uh, you know, but that polarization that the media is driving, you know, is is what, you know, the left leaning media, the anti cop. The people who've taken the anti-cop position for profit and the cop-supporting right-leaning media who are supporting the cops for profit, by and large, you know, I'll contend that. You can disagree, but that's my contention in what's coming up, um, have both turned on the cops. Now, my parent contention is that... um, if they'll if if they're willing to turn on the cops, they're willing to turn on you too, African Australian, listening to this. Yeah, I don't think I've got any African Australians Australians listening to this. But if you think you've got the support of the media at this moment in time and the public, you haven't. They'll turn on you too. Don't trust them. You know, you'll be dumped very soon after this. This is you know you think this is a turning point in history? No. Yeah, because yeah, Greta Thunberg on the environment was a turning point in history only about a year ago, and she's been dumped. Happens over and over again. Yeah. The cops, yeah, that was a turning point for the cops too. They felt loved about a month ago when four cops got wiped out by you know, someone on drugs and some psychopath laughed. Yeah, and, and we were horrified. And we all threw our support behind the police, or, or we thought we were doing that but um the media uh we now know that they were playing that up for all it's worth and that's the left and the right you know for money they they really were that'll be my contention in this episode and my you know i've got i've probably got some points that rise above the obvious points in this episode and one of them is that um if you've got black skin or brown skin and you think this is your moment and that the world's getting behind you. The world doesn't care. And that's my very strong contention. It doesn't care. The best you can hope for is to force the world to give you justice, but don't ask the world to care. And I've got a few other examples of in what way the world doesn't care coming up. You know, it sounds cynical, but, you know, I'm relaxed. You know, the world doesn't care about me and... You know, to a certain extent, I don't care about the world. I could, you could raise a case in a court of law, and I argue that coming up, uh, that I that I don't care enough. You know, I don't care enough about Black Lives Matter. I don't care about my own grandmother enough. You know, as far as you know, uh, on some measures, on some measures, yeah, I don't care about my family enough. I don't care about my friends enough. I don't care about anyone enough. Depending on your measure, there are people of gold in the world. I know that. And there are exceptions to my contention that um, there is a special place for in hell for the media. I mean, most of the media. You know, it's Facebook thinking. You know, to think of an example that goes against what I'm saying and and, and thinking that shoots down my argument. You know, I'm generalising, and that's you know, intelligent people know how to generalise. You know, Facebook posts. Uh, you know, they're the ones that, you know, they find one example that go against the generalisation and say, aha, this exception here, this one case, proves you're wrong, you know, with your generalisation. But that's, that's nonsensical. 
nonsensical, you know. You get that on social media all the time, as I understand it. You know, three words, you know, that proves that this is a turning point in the history of Black Lives Matter. You know, and they'll quote someone who said three words and they say, that's the proof. You know, that's the exception, is what I'd say. That's not the generalisation. That's no proof. Yeah, but that's what you get. You get a headline like that, you know. One photo that um, nails this whole issue, you know, one photo that says it all. You know, there's no one photo that says anything. It's a very complex and sophisticated issue, you know, and, um, and nobody cares. You know, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something to get used to and be prepared for. You know, the media is setting Africans up at the moment to a certain extent by showing them too much hate and too much love. You know, what the media is about to show African-Americans, African-Australians, African-everythings is um, that um, there's something far worse than being hated or loved. What the media will show Black Lives Matter very soon is indifference. Yeah, because something more important will come up. Yeah, because there is nothing more important than the environment. Greta Thunberg and the media convinced us of that two years ago. There is nothing more important than the environment. Nothing. Yeah, because without an environment, we're extinct. Right. So nothing is more important than that. And yet, if you listen to the media now, Black Lives Matter is the most important thing in the world. How can that be? How can that be? And the environment be the most important thing? You know, much more critical than Black Lives Matter or anything. I don't think I ever heard Greta Thunberg um, talk about Black Lives Matter or any of these other minor concerns. You know, she wasn't asked to because everyone took it on faith that the only thing really that matters is the environment at that time. She's been pushed off the front pages as well by Black Lives Matter. How can the environment be pushed off the front pages by Black Lives Matter? You know, this sort of thing, you know. Look. I interrupted again, of course. You know, was, that's par for the course for me. Now, um, so what, what was I talking about? Yeah, look, the whole episode. Yeah, I got interrupted. No, I'm not going to continue each thought that I get interrupted on. Um, but... Uh, yeah, a special place in hell for the media. Okay, yeah. Now, sometimes I imagine also... Now, if you're getting played by the media in this game, yeah, if you're getting your emotions switched on and off uh, by the media each time one of these causes comes along, Black Lives Matter, yeah, yeah. if you're getting furious, you know, at the, uh, uh, at the treatment of the cops or, you know, Africans, if you like, or Indigenous Australians or whatever. But if you're getting your emotions turned on and off by the media, you know, not necessarily, you know, y- your emotions are going to turn, get turned off and on anyway by something like the vision of something like George Floyd being getting killed, which was horrendous, of course, you know, or, you know, some cops that I heard about recently, you know, that um, during coronavirus, and I mentioned this coming up, um, you know, that in, you know, they were pushing people, women, in, into their houses to enforce social distancing. This is cops for you, you know, um, over in Rwanda. And they were following them in there and um, and raping them. Yeah, and that's on the record. Uh, um, you know, the Rwandan authorities are charging those police, you know. Um, you know yeah, those things are always, already going to, you know, trigger emotions in you, and so they should. But if, if the... Um, if the media is dialing those emotions up for you, no one's dialing up the Rwandan one. Um, yeah, I, I, I got, I, I was properly emotional about that one. You might think I'm not emotional enough about George Floyd uh, over in America there, you know, but I was emotional about um, the women that were being raped and, and their partners were getting bashed too by the cops, uh, you know, their husbands or whatever. Um, you know, I got emotional about that as I heard it, as I heard about it. And I got emotional about George Floyd too. But, you know, I'm not going to be told by you how emotional I should get about George Floyd. Uh, I would be um, an idiot if I had my emotions dialed up about that any more um, than they should be for any event that happens overseas. There's heaps of events that happen overseas. They're all shocking and horrible. Yeah, I, I... 
get emotional emotional when I read history. Yeah. Um, Vercingetrix in Avaricum, when Julius Caesar came through conquering Gaul, I actually felt for the people in Avaricum. You know, the way Julius Caesar wiped them out, genocide, you know. Killed all the children, the babies, the pets. Yeah. Um yeah. I'm I'm not going to have my emotions dialed up any more, you know, than I than yeah. You know, look I could I could be an emotional wreck all the time. You know. If you're getting your emotions dialed up by the media oh and and can I say if you're getting your mental health uh damaged by the media, yeah, to a certain extent, I think you're an idiot, yeah, you know, and that's just my personal opinion that's all I think you're an idiot you know, if i if if you're going to tell me how to feel about you know, you know i may I may hate the police for all you know, and I may love the police and I may hate black people and I may love them, you don't know, you know, but the point is. I'm going to feel, I'm going to be in control of how much I feel about these things, despite the media. Now, if you are getting your mental health dialed up in a bad way by the media, more fool you, in my opinion. Look, it's sometimes justified. If I was a cop, for example, and I felt the love two months ago, and I felt the love two months ago when the media was right behind the cops, you know, and then I, I, and I am feeling rejected now by the media. You know, now the Black Lives Matter has come along and there's more papers to be sold and streaming to be sold and clicks to be sold in, you know, creating you know, a left-right furor. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, all right, it's reasonable to have your mental health damaged. You know, but I'm, I'm trying to hold strong and... Um, and, and control my own emotions. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to be controlled. And to a to a certain extent, there's another place in hell reserved for another type of person. You know, the people not from the people from the media, um, the people who uh, were played. There's a place in hell for people who are played in this world. You know, where other people are playing them. You know, they're the weak. The meek, yeah, but they're also the victims too. You know, look, I have to admit, if I was a cop, I might not be so cocky as I am making this podcast. I've never had anything bad happen to me. If I was someone with black skin who had experienced racism all my life and I, and I found myself being played by the media at the moment, look, probably that would, yes, definitely, that would be understandable because yeah, it hits a raw nerve. And do you know what? The media knows they're hitting a raw nerve. You know, they know it's a touchy subject and they're playing it for all it's worth. They're playing with everybody's emotions. They're playing with the emotions of the cops, you know, by going too far right and too far left. It's cruel. And they, they're playing with the emotions of the um, Africans or the Indigenous Australians or whatever uh, by going too hard right or too hard and too hard left. You know, people who are supporting... Um, Black Lives Matter in the media. You know, media outlets who are supporting Black Lives Matter are not necessarily a friend of Black Lives Matter. You know, if they're, if they're specifically trying to trigger the right in throwing too much support behind the left cause, then the left-leaning media there is not your friend, African-Australian, not your friend, and not your friend either, Indigenous Australia. They are your enemy... They are selling you down the river for profit. Same goes for you cops, you know. If you think the right-leaning media is your friend by getting behind your cause at this point in time on Black Lives Matter, if they're doing that in such a way as to inflame the left, they are not your friend, policeman, policewoman. They are not your friend. Yeah. That's all I'll say about that. All right, um, there's some audio coming up. There's lots of audio coming up. I'm just chatting today about this one. All right, then, uh, let's have the episode proper. And, uh, and, um, and, and the audio coming up is something I recorded 
just prior to the audio you've just heard uh, because one leads to the other in the reverse order. Yeah. And, and this episode is not, you know, the sum total of all my thoughts. I'm not trying to nail anything here. In fact, this is about my fifth episode on, well, police, Black Lives Matter and all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm not on Facebook here. You know, I'm not trying to make a meme that nails everything. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm, I'm pondering minor, well, major in this case, I think, aspects of the entire you know, complex issue. Yeah, and I reckon you know I'll do pretty well by the end of all of this. I reckon I'll cover about one percent of it all. Yeah, but yeah, you know, this another billion people. Uh, yeah. White hot on this matter, and you know, they're putting a lot of stuff online. Listen to them as well. I'm just one, yeah, you know, I'm just giving a couple of little angles. And this is one of them. And it's about George Floyd. Uh, apparently, his funeral is about to take place. And the headline goes like this. And it's by Sky News. And it's all about the headline. It's not about the content of of the article. In this case, the headline goes like this. George Floyd death, colon. George Floyd death, colon. Funeral to take place of the unarmed black man who, talkie marks, sacrificed for the world. Close talkie marks. Okay. Kaching. Yeah, that's the name of this episode, uh, which sounds a little uncaring, a little insensitive. Uh, But the world isn't caring at the moment. Uh, The world isn't calling for caring. They're calling for justice. The world is calling for justice, but it's not calling for caring. Uh, For example, uh, you have hundreds of thousands of protesters marching for one cause, and this is something I applaud, But those protesters are not caring much about people with underlying health issues. Um, Or, you know, the elderly, for example. Well, arguably, their own grandmothers. So the world is not calling for caring. And the the world doesn't care, really. And nobody's calling for caring. Um, uh, Do you live in a nursing home? Yeah, that's a question I asked myself once. Uh, maybe, maybe only an episode ago. Uh, the answer is no. But if I was, I'd be sitting there asking myself, does anyone actually really care? Yeah, I may have no family, in which case I'd probably get no visitors at all. And, um, you know, I'd be able to run an argument with myself that nobody cares. Not even the staff couple of fish fingers and some cold spud. Yeah. But if I did have family, well, quite possibly, no one cares then either. You know, especially protesters. Uh, so nobody's calling for caring. Um, but people are calling for justice. Well, there's no justice in being elderly anyway. Yeah, there's a, uh, but um, this episode is about uh, a group of people uh, who is being paid a fortune by just about everybody. You know, they're getting huge amounts of love from just about everybody. And I'm talking about the media. Um, when it comes to something like George Floyd's death, so, you know, so I want to talk about that. Nobody cares. Yeah. Um, have you ever got yourself into 
um, a serious medical issue or some sort of mental health issue or something, you know, did most of your friends peel off? They never did care, most of them. It's not about caring. You know, the protesters who are out there marching for George Floyd, well, for Black Lives Matter and all that sort of stuff, um, they're trying to force the world to provide justice, fairness, you know, but they're not asking the world to care, you know, because by their actions, you know, they are sort of advertising to all of us that even they don't care you know, about people with underlying health issues and elderliness, if you like. You know, it's not about caring. They don't even care about their own grandmothers. You know, look, the risk was worth it. I can see that. If I was a protester in Melbourne, I could see that the risk was worth it. It was worth risking my own grandmother and other people with um, elderliness and underlying health issues and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, the average US, US protester, I, I think those people don't care all that much, you know, for example, for people with, you know, for example, cancer. Have you ever had cancer? <laughs> um, have you ever um, gone through such a shocking thing in your life? Nothing to do with physical health, for example. Have you been to war? Are you a Vietnam vet? Did you come back and did they spit on you? Yeah. Have you, you know, have you ever been a cop? Yeah. Are you a cop at the moment? Yeah. Does anyone care? Uh, it's a bit bizarre, I reckon, being a cop at the moment. Everyone was wearing blue ribbons just about a month ago. You know, when, it, when there were four cops, you know, they got um, they got skittled uh, by somebody, and uh, the whole Melbourne turned itself, the whole of Melbourne turned itself out in blue ribbons, and the media. Excuse me, I started talking loudly there because I knew a, a police helicopter was going above. It'll be a police helicopter. I'm in my shed, but I can't see, but I know. It's either a police helicopter or it's an ambulance helicopter. Right, now, um, the media, um, after four cops got killed, I don't know when it was, about a month or two ago, um, the media, and I'm not just, I'm not talking about just in, in the way that they reported the facts of that issue, uh, the media ran a campaign you know, to get the community to throw its weight behind the police, come hell or high water, get behind your police. In fact, uh, the bill, billboards all around Melbourne, huge. You know, along the freeways and all that sort of thing, had blue ribbons on them. I've got a blue ribbon on the back of my car, even now, I haven't taken it off yet. Um, and everybody cared, you know. Um, there were huge billboards, you know, with um, get behind our police. Yeah. Now, that was the media. But it was also, you know, whoever paid for the billboards, which, you know, would have been a number of people, you know. Uh, but the government, and police association, no doubt, got in there and all that sort of stuff. But the point is, the media got behind that campaign too. Um, now, I'll be cynical just for a moment and just mention that the media made a lot of money out of that. Uh, and anti-cop people shut the hell up. They really did. Um, right, now this time around, you know, the Victoria police have... Uh, still the same police force as they were two months ago. But some other cop force, excuse me, uh, over in America, nothing to do with Vic Pole, you know, which is short for Vic Police, some other police force um, shot, I don't know what, no, they knelt on someone, yeah, they killed someone. It was police brutality, as far as I could tell. There's always going to be police brutality. You're going to get a bit of that. Can't avoid it. Uh, those four cops that got killed that time, about a month or two ago, um, yeah, you're always going to get a psychopath somewhere in your organisation, no matter what organisation you've got. And I'm not being an apologist here for the cops. I've had my run-in with, I've had my run-ins 
runs in with the cops in my time. <laughs> I got dragged out of bed once, but that's a whole other Charlie that that happened to. <laughs> we, you know, as we get older, we turn into different people. Uh, and they weren't very fair to me that day. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. I deserved it on that occasion. A lot of people cop it and don't deserve it. But you can get psychopaths and racists and unfair people in every organisation. In fact, with those four cops not too long ago, uh, um, the sociopath, the psychopath on that occasion was a real estate agent. Yeah, looked ordinary, had a nice car. Ooh. That was my uh, boombox. Now, um, he was a psychopath, you know. Uh, four cops got cleaned up by a truck, and he came over, and this was recorded on the... Uh, the police carried this um, kind of recording device. Um, he was recording... He was recorded as having, um, having said something like, uh, amazing, absolutely amazing. Now look what you've done to yourself. You've killed yourself. I can't remember what his exact words were, but he was talking to a female police officer who was laying there dying. And he was wrapped. He was wrapped. Now he could have got a job as a policeman, yeah, and and might well have got through the psychological analysis and all that sort of stuff and become a policeman. And he would have been a you know an absolute psychopath in the police force. You're going to get that. And you're going to get ordinary racists and all that sort of stuff. This is not what this episode is about. Any of this is not what this episode is about. What this episode is about is, for one reason or another, the, uh, the media got behind the cops about a month or two ago. Uh, yeah, for Blue Lives Matter, if you like. Try saying that now. Now, Victoria Police didn't change in any way yeah, over the past couple of months. I think by and large, you know, um, Victoria Police, you know, their behaviour over the last, what, five years, ten years? I don't know. It's been pretty exemplary, really. They haven't done anything wrong. Uh, but some, you know, I don't think I can say the same thing for Minneapolis police force over in America. What's that got to do with us? You know, what's got, uh, there's a few things, you know, we're, we're talking two Western European style countries, so there'll be crossover, you know. But our, you know, Victoria police surely, you know, bears no resemblance, really. Um to Minneapolis police force or whatever it's called over there. Anyway, point is, none of this is the point. The point is, for my current purposes in this episode, that um, when when, something happened over there, George Floyd death, you know, uh, our media has... uh, well, half of it at least, has decided to turn on the police. And not only in reporting what has happened over in the US, you know, and reporting on the protests and all that sort of stuff. Our media has decided to polarise on this one. With the previous episode, where the four cops here, um, oh, when I say exemplary, you know, no police force is going to be... Yeah, it's not a... It's like saying, you know, the legions of Rome were saints, you know. You can't actually take Gaul and be a nice guy, you know. But the police are not at that level, you know. But have you got a, have you, can you imagine a better police force than Victoria Police? And maybe you can, but please ring me and let me know who they are, you know. I'm sure you're not going to nominate Minneapolis Police Station, uh, Police Force, or whatever it's called over there. Anyway, um, a couple of months ago, the uh, the media, and I mean all sides of media, got behind the cops, and um, and convinced us, the public, that uh, this is our police force and we need to get behind them. And this is all 
media outlets. There was a dollar in that. No, I think they actually believed it. No, it's both. Right. Now, I know it's both. And the reason for that is that half of those media outlets on uh, this time around, uh, down to something that happened in a completely different country, America, you know, Victoria Police are just sitting here just doing their job every day. They, didn't, they haven't done anything different since that car accident two months ago. Sorry, the, you know, the truck cleaning up the cops. You know, Victoria Police have just been sitting here like sitting ducks, just doing what they order. And um, this time, you know, after, you know, without any alteration to police behaviour here in Melbourne, in Victoria... Uh, half the media has turned on the police, uh, and and the way they've and and the way that half the media have turned on the police. Well, I'm I'm talking, I think, of the half of the media that's let's say with the those protesters who think that it's uh, you know Victoria Police is suddenly. A police brutality issue. They haven't actually done anything different than they did two months ago. No one was talking about that. But anyway, um, but I actually think that the right wing media has turned on the police too. And this might be a little bit hard for me to get across, but uh, the right wing media is inflaming supporters of the police who happen to be on the right-hand side of the debate. There are supporters of the police who happen to be on the left-hand side of the debate. In fact, I know a lot of Labour voters, for example, that are very pro-soldier and very pro-police and so on. Oh, excuse me. Look, you know what I'm getting at. I've got a visitor, my son. But what I was about to get at there is that I think, and I may be wrong in your mind, but I think that the right-wing media, who is throwing its support behind the police at the moment, is no friend of the police either. Uh, Because what they're actually trying to do is inflame the right. For profit. I have found a headline they're not hard to find and it's about George Floyd Uh, apparently his funeral is about to take place and the headline goes like this and it's by Sky News and it's all about the headline it's not about the content of of the article in this case The headline goes like this. George Floyd death, colon. George Floyd death, colon. Funeral to take place of the unarmed black man who, talkie marks, sacrificed for the world. Close talkie marks. Okay. And I texted my correspondent. Uh, with the following, which is just a Captain Obvious point, but the, the, you know, the universe wants to know about this, even if I've got no listeners. I hope I haven't got any listeners. But I like recording things in the ether so that it knows. Here it goes. This is an example of what I meant. Sky News is right wing. That headline is designed to get people who think the police have been treated unfairly furious. I'll read it again. George Floyd death, colon. Funeral to take place of the unarmed black man who sacrificed for the world. Okay, so that's that. And as I said, that headline is designed to get people who think the police have been treated unfairly furious. And then I make the point. The left-leaning media does the same thing, by which I mean plays the same game. 
you know, inflames the left, is what I'm getting at. Uh, that headline there was not aimed at the left. That headline was aimed at the right wing. George Floyd death. Funeral to take place of the unarmed black man who sacrificed for the world. Okay. The left wing media and the right wing media are in a symbiotic dollar arrangement. And the profits are huge. That headline will get right wingers going nuts on social media. Now, before you, you know, tag me yet again as a red under the bed, call me left leaning, you know, liberal in the American sense of the word liberal. Um, uh, oh, excuse me, I have to do something. I had to escape into my shed before I continued on. Uh, my son came home from school just now and he was running out into the backyard you know, where I was, speaking into my phone, and, uh, and I could tell he was excited. You know, it was his first day back to school after the virus. Well, after the virus? We shall see if, there is, if, if we are in a, an after the virus situation. I've got no idea whether all the George Floyd protests are going to cause a second wave yet. I'm actually curious about that. I think we might get away with it in Australia. Uh, but, yeah, uh, surely over in America all the George Floyd protests have to cause the virus to take off again. Um... I'm actually curious to see whether or not it does. Uh, we shall see. The graphs are pretty obvious. You know. Look, whether, whether um, the virus takes off again in America... Well, let's say it does. Let's um, say that the virus does take off, off again in America. Um, uh, one side of the debate will say that had nothing to do with the protests... And the other side of the debate will say that it had everything to do with the protests. And it, it absolutely won't matter what the facts are. So I won't be entering into, or into the debate. I won't be making a podcast on the facts of the matter. You know? And, you know, case in point, this episode. You know, I'm not entering into a debate here as to whether George Floyd um, did sacrifice for the world or not you know my, my feeling is that if he did he did it unwittingly so you know what sort of sacrifice is that um i'm not getting into that you know because you can step you can you can stay a step back yeah you know, because you can leave it to social media and the media to argue the technicalities uh, of whether george floyd did sacrifice for the world, you know, is he a martyr? You know, you'd have to get your big fat Mac out, you know, your dictionary, your Macquarie, and look up words such as martyr, you know, and see if you have to have any mens rea, you know, whether you have to have any intent to sacrifice, you know, in order to become a martyr, you know. Um, anyway, all that aside, I'm not getting into that. I may have got into that sneakily, <laughs> but I'm not. Um, okay, so back to what I am getting uh, into. Uh, I'll just go back to my texts. Okay, where, where was I? Um, the left-wing media and right-wing media are in a symbiotic dollar arrangement, and the profits are huge. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about a headline. George Floyd death. Funeral to take place of the unarmed black man who sacrificed for the world. You know, there's about six debates to be had with that headline, and whoever wrote that headline knew it. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I, and I was, as I was saying, you know, I'm coming across as a um, as a, a left winger here with this episode. I'm a bit turned about. Half my episodes I come across as a lefty and half my episodes I come across as a righty. But to, in all of my episodes, 
the ether knows that I'm both. All right, now, um, and the profits are huge. That headline will get the right wingers going nuts on social media, and that's exactly what Sky News wants. You know, and they're all affiliated to you know all the different media outlets and everything. The media and the social media, there's connections left, right, and center, all that sort of stuff. And um, the left wing media will be pleased with that headline by the right wing, which is inflammatory to the right wing. Um, the left wing media. It may even ring the editor you know, of Sky News and say, well done, that's a good headline. That'll get them going. <laughs> we'll run a headline that kind of inflames the left in a similar sort of way, you know, but we'll put it in, a, in the opposite way. And then, um, and then, what do you think, drinks down at the Melbourne Club later? Are you in? Yes, says the right-wing editor. I'm in. Good on you, <laughs> says the left-wing editor. Uh, that's brilliant. Um, okay. That headline will get right-wingers going nuts on social media, prompting an exaggerated response from the left. They, too, will go too far, you know, because that headline goes too far. Well, actually, <laughs> that headline is really, um, that's just a shit-stirring headline, you see. But it will prompt the right wing to go too far in their arguments. You know what I'm getting at. Okay. And then I just made one of my two-word texts, which reads, Bingo! Polarised. Okay. And then I made a couple of extra comments, you know. CNN and Fox both make a fortune, yeah, and all other um, pairings, you know, The Age and The Herald Sun here in Melbourne, they play the same game too. Okay, uh, and then I, I just finish off my text thread with, question is, who's willing to be played like this? You know, because the media is playing the population, and, um, yeah, you know, from my, to, from my perspective, eighty you percent know, of the world is getting played like a fiddle, like a fiddle. You know, uh, I do sit back myself. Uh, at least I think I do. All right, so that's that. Um, that was an actual. Uh, that was a pretty boring episode, so I might just put a song on. So
bass player he's voted top two once upon a time uh, and I can't stand him I listen to him all the time and I can't stand him yeah. Paul Paul <laughs> 